Hello? Sorry. Hello? Now I've got Wait, to remember what, what to say. What are we doing again? Wait. There's in the toilet. Taking too long. What? What? You can't ask me that. I have to I have to go home. Oh, my God. Wait, what are we doing? <laughs> so, <laughs> Hello. Wait, what, what are we doing? Hey, I'm young here. Hello. <laughs> What's going on yeah. with you? <laughs> um, not a lot. I just came back from my tour. We talked about that already, though, didn't we? Um, to Sydney, yes. Sydney and Adelaide. Adelaide. And the last, yeah. the last, um, our listener <laughs> will have heard from us. Always refer to your listener in the singular is what I learned at radio school. Yeah, right, right. People often listen to things on their own. So it's like um, either that or it's always, you know, the queen, the royal we. <laughs> That's right. What does Stephen King call it? The um, Oh, he has a word, a nickname, something something reader. It's like, yeah, reader? That- I married him? Yeah, dear reader or valued reader or something. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It was funny that podcast hosts get singled out as one of the types of, you know, opportunities for people to form parasocial relationships. Yes, this is a term that's come up a few times in our conversations. I think this is deeply parasocial, this whole world that I live in at the moment because it sure isn't regular social. <laughs> no, that's right. That's it's right. not anti-social. Yeah. <laughs> but it's all right. Right. I just I just found it. It's dear constant reader is what he can Oh, that's lovely. Well, it's actually, so cute. It's so sweet, isn't it? And it's that's very endearing. If you feel like he loves you because you come back, you will come back. Oh, of course. Absolutely. Absolutely. I like that. Yeah, he's amazing. He's amazing. He's amazing. I love him. I love him dearly. Yeah. I hate I, I, people who poo-poo him for being populist. I just go, well, you're just missing out. He's incredibly good at what he does. <laughs> and what I really like about him is, uh, as well as when you pick up a young adult novel, it's, uh, so often it will have a, a Stephen King pull quote. He realises the power of his own name and he's generous with that. I really like that. I got into the Michael Grant series, the Gone series, bit at you know, from the first page and I flipped it over yeah. and, and Stephen King said, this is a really good book. And I was like, hell yeah. There you go. That's all you need, what you need, right? That's all you need. But that, <laughs> that brings us to this wonderful idea of value and identity and recommendation and that as a transaction. Because I'm watching Inventing Anna. About- oh, I've started watching that. It's amazing, isn't it? It's so well made. I love the titles just before, you know, before I get too far away from it. I love what they do with that that little bit of text at the beginning of each episode that says all of this is complete. All of this is, this whole story is true except for the parts that are completely made up and they do it in the <laughs> Yeah, that's great. Yeah, yeah. I find myself thinking, did they make that for real? It looks so real. Like it doesn't look like CGI and some of them look, they're just really clever. Yeah, sure. No, I've watched about the first three episodes. I need to totally commit to it. <laughs> it's great. I'm getting drawn back in. It's a real. It's a real. Um, it's a real addiction. Yeah, yeah. I actually have been watching this great show, and I'm just really excited because my friends have brought back TV night. Like for about oh. five years solid, me I would go to my friend Mick and Ruby's house, and Bingers would always come too, and we would like watch The Walking Dead or Westworld or one of the latest kind of shows that was out. And um, but we've been watching this show, um, 
Only Murders in the Building. Oh, um, my God, I've watched Steve an episode. <laughs> and Serena yeah, yeah. Gomez. And who's is Martin yeah. Short, right? Martin Short, yeah. It's amazing. Martin Short and Steve Martin have such great chemistry. They just, they're obviously just the best of friends. It's so amazing to watch them work <laughs> together. I like Steve Martin. I've got a bit of a thing for Steve Martin. I think he's handsome. Oh, yeah. Oh, he's very handsome. <laughs> and then you see, like, you know, you grow up, like, at my age, you grow up with him in things like parenthood, and then you go back and watch The Man with Two Brains, and you go, hello. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Yeah. You are so cute. Yeah, yeah. Or even the jerk and stuff are a bit problematic. So I, bit, you know. I didn't get the jerk. I think that I mean that was probably down to the circumstances in which I was trying to watch it. I was madly in love with someone and I wanted to an excuse to leave the room and flirt with him. Fuck. Yeah, right. I'm all yeah. So I missed the opportunity to see the jerk properly, but I should watch it. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, it's like um I mean, it's kind of like, I really love it. I mean, there's a, Bernadette Peters is really sweet in it. And yeah. there's some classic, there's some classic, like, um, just Steve Martin moments. Like, just, you know, um, I, yeah, it's classic Steve Martin humor. <laughs> it's like, you know, you must really be angry at these cans. <laughs> but has it ever been called out as problematic because of the race content? I mean, it's it's a film about, Rachel. Well, yeah, I mean, he's raised by a black family, uh, and, and it, but it, it satirizes that whole thing. It's kind of like you know, the, you know, he has no he has no rhythm because he's white, <clears throat> and the the music he likes is like Dixieland jazz and stuff like that. I mean, that's the music that speaks to him. It's the music of his people. <laughs> but you know, he's raised by a black family, and so you know, there comes a time when the mafia come and want to, you know, they want to get some money off him because he's rich. And they um, start using all these racist epithets against black people. And he just totally takes them down in this huge kung fu fight. But um, I'm not even going to go much more into it without getting myself into trouble. But it's that it's it. He's obviously he's not necessarily he's not necessarily punching down. He's kind of going, you know, I was raised by black people. I think I'm I'm a little bit black myself. on its head and defending it as it's like that um is it the same premise as black clansman like that idea kind of, of well he's not like infiltrating them or anything it's just the way he was raised i think I, I think I, i'll 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 let's um we'll circle back to this one when i've seen it <laughs> and maybe edit and maybe edit it out i don't know we'll probably like find that defending this film will will well, um, you, know, I th- you know in between one podcast and the next it's quite possible that someone that you're very fond of has put their foot in it massively <laughs> jane Campbell. <laughs> And, um, you know, I've heard about this. Yeah. I saw a clip. I watched it. And you know what? I watched it and I looked at the moment and I thought, why don't men play against women in the tennis? Why really don't they? Is it the risk that a woman will beat a man at tennis? Is that, is that the whole thing? They've had mixed doubles in tennis though. Yeah. Yeah. They have and they've won. But I feel like. It's an artificial protectionism of masculinity not to let women yeah. play against men. Yeah. In because- what is it? I mean, I'm I'm really ignorant about this, but there was Battle of the Sexes, Jeannie, Billy Jean King, and um, oh yeah, Doof, Doofus Face. Who 
faces? Which doofus um, faces? In the ma- in the tennis, the male world is full of doofus faces. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I think he's on quickly... the sign up for ANZ Hot Shots. Are you a doofus face? Will you embarrass Australia? Bobby you... Bobby Riggs, Billy Jean King, and Bobby Riggs. I don't know who Bobby Riggs is, but well, yeah, sounds like and, a um, pop song. Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, Billy Jean, <laughs> obviously, but um. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean that was that was the one big. But that was you know the battle of the sexes. It was kind of who won. Like, I think she won. Billie Jean King won. And they've never done it again. <laughs> Maybe you're right. It's like you're thinking that was surely this was the watershed where well, they, men and women are allowed thinking. to compete with this each other. This is what right? I'm thinking is that like maybe all of those excuses, you know, are there to protect male fragility which is so unbelievably fragile that if you upset one they'll beat you up (laughs) i don't understand it myself but i guess if i mean yeah well you know they'll they'll go home and cry and it's not very manly of them oh they mustn't cry (laughs) so no matter what that you know what you know what i keep thinking about about this there was this amazing story on um abc it was one of those buried way down past the you know covid and floods and ukraine and everything it was in the good news section and uh, i think it was in the good news section but it was about this young person who had been born into a family in a rural part of australia and had been born with both male and female genitalia and the doctors had looked at asked the parents you know I don't even think they asked the parents. I think they told the parents what they were going to do. And they. Yeah. It's a common, this, common occurrence. Well, yeah. They saw, they sewed up this person's vagina. Um, Ugh. and this person went through a massive, like almost had iron poisoning because yeah, wow. when they reached puberty, they began to menstruate. The blood had nowhere to go. <sighs> yeah. Right. Oh really, my God. Yeah. And it's sort of like, I realise that the only real difference genetically between men and women is the hormones that trigger the expression of maleness or femaleness in that in that sense, you know. And sometimes sure. the hormones that 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 get produced by the body send not enough of one signal or too much of one signal. It's like, or sometimes you might have lots of chromosomes working. Exactly. Exactly. Well, that's the thing. Is I mean, it obviously. That's what a lot of people in the trans community, or at least in that in that world, <laughs> my world, I don't know. <laughs> they talk about, um, you know, there seems to be that people think that there's this absolute kind of absolute, unwavering, unshakable, concrete um, outlook to sexual to to gender and sex and chromosomes, when really science often says, well, if there's any exceptions to the norm, then there's never any absolutes. And so we might have a majority of the bandwidth of people have XY chromosomes who are um, men, and there's a majority of people who have double X chromosomes who are women, but there are the outliers, the people who don't have all those great chromosomal makeup. And therefore, like, you can't just go around telling everybody that all women have XX and all men have XY. So it's like, or if, if that's what you want to say, then those terms need defining at the beginning of whatever it is that you're talking about. So if you wanted to start talking about X, Y people. Yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah exactly. I, need, I do need, I need you to proofread my 
um, stuff sometimes on the trans stuff because I've I've got I had I have had Happy. things that yeah. I, I can't I can't really defend now, and that's okay. Because mm. but what really I think what really frightened me about the Jane Campion thing was that that for me that was a moment for her to learn. And yeah. she's apologised, and you know, like Whoopi Goldwood had to make an apology not too long ago about. She said that the Holocaust was not about race, and and, and wow, it's a hot take. Well, <laughs> but, but in the, in that way, it was like she felt that the most the most relevant and meaningful part of the racial argument for her was was about colour and obvious hmm. visual signs. And I was thinking that's really interesting because when yeah. you take you take the, you know, and then you get into those sorts of insults that people lob around like, oh, you're a coconut, like you're you're black on the outside, white on the inside, or, you know, yeah. kumbaya. Didn't um, uh, Kanye West just called Trevor Noah a kumbaya? <laughs> <laughs> what is that? Oh, Kanye. Anyway. I mean. <laughs> I mean, my sister is Asian. I never she's from Oh, that's right. You've got a Korean sister. Yeah, yeah. And she calls herself a banana. Aww. <laughs> but I that's her own. Korean words for menopause and, and period, and it's brilliant. I, was, I put a tweet up this morning that said, I don't think, I don't know how I would have reacted if, like, I had known <laughs> to go back in the past say, you like BTS, and then you're going to end up learning the Korean word for menopause. <laughs> 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 right. Wow. Yeah. The world's. <laughs> we end up in <laughs> like wow i always think that that's yeah. that's definitely where you are meant to be is where wherever you end up and i suppose yeah i mean i feel like i'm being an apologist mm. for people having i think there has to be some space for people to make mistakes because otherwise the conversation absolutely absolutely and you, there needs to be space for people to seek and achieve redemption because otherwise because otherwise your desire for the world to change holds has no has no sway i think you can't say you can't say the world has to change without making space for people to change i find that really i hate it when people say that then they get really um they display lots of zealotry about the way about about problematic behavior and it's like yeah this this, you know people need to be put in place and they need to learn and there needs to be some comeuppance perhaps if they're they behave incredibly badly but to say that someone What's that? Well, they don't apologise and show any sign of, you know, having learned. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But but this whole idea that, um, you know, you're banished <laughs> for for misdeeds is terrible. <laughs> That's my two cents. Out of Verona. Anyway, <laughs> and scene. Anyway. Um... <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, you know, in what I was what I was thinking about is like. That space where where people get to make mistakes, that sort of suspension of disbelief, is really what a con artist is trading on. Is that reluctance to condemn someone too soon, mm. and the, mm. you know, not wanting to give up believing someone? Because and, and I was, the explicit the explicit trust we put in strangers because the because the social contract means well. No one would go out of their way to behave this way, so um, they must be a safe person. <laughs> you know? Oh my god! Right? Yep. That, and yeah. That's, and that's scary. It's like yeah. I wouldn't. So you just made me think of people asking their children to hug relatives that are 
vile and weird. Yeah, yeah. And that and that, that endangers them later if they don't have that sense of like sort of bodily autonomy to say, I don't want you yeah. to hug me or kiss me, whiskery old grandma, auntie. And it's like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the child's right. It's like the, you know. Yeah, fair enough. Hold on. It's kind of like, um, yeah, I think it's, yeah, giving kids the right to choose that sort of behaviour and to have control of their bodies from a very young age is really, really important, incredibly important. Because I think it's kind of, yeah, years later it becomes like, you know, we, we have <laughs> you have no room to negotiate that with anyone, strangers or people you meet or lover, lovers or partners or <laughs> any, like Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, how but, yeah. is it possible to unlearn something? You know, it's for you probably, well, I don't know. I mean, well, you know, some people um, just don't know that the option's there, I suppose. It's like when you, <laughs> I've talked about this before, I think, but when you meet somebody who has a new partner, and we're talking about usually like some partner who's a, a man and the other partner who's often a, sometimes a woman will go, oh, he's really amazing. He lets me do what I want. <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> um, like. Um, he doesn't put the tracking device on my car yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, and women's and expectations like, these days are really low and for a very Yeah, long. and it's really shocking and terrible. But if, if you don't know any better, you don't know any better. But it's like it's when like, I hear that, it's like always so disheartening. I was like, is that really like the the – the, the lower the bar that we're operating with. <laughs> like, the situation I'm in now is that I don't feel like I've got the space to meet people in a casual, non-threatening way mm. because of my children. Like, because I've obviously, like, my children are my first priority. And, um, and, yeah. But they can also be a bit of a, well, I don't want someone with children. And it's like, I don't know, sometimes I think the dating apps and the algorithms make make it even harder to fall in love with the people who might be right for us because we oh, it sucks. Them to remove them from the pool right modern dating is a bin fire oh i, I think it was mo- was i think it was and rotisserieing on the top <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> i prefer the good old days when you met someone and had a vibe and then that vibe made you call them up <laughs> Yeah, or get excited about seeing them turn up in the place that they turned up in last time. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And you know, all that like it's it's kind of because the dating, the thing about that initial that initial barrier, which is like that you're looking at people and your first judgment of them is whether they are attractive or not, and it it feels so shallow and so awful. I kind of. When I, after I sit there and I convince myself I need to commit to it, so I go, like, like, don't like, don't like, 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 don't. And there's my voice in my head that says, you realize everyone else is doing this to you as well at the same time. And my heart just plummets and I go, I'm not doing this. <laughs> no, matter, no matter how you play it, no matter how you do it, you are participating in a gruesome, horrible event of of judgment. Yes, and, right. and, yeah. And it's, it's a, a, a ritual as old as time itself. But, but gosh, also, because I've been thinking a lot about this idea. So, um, so value and truth and beauty are these three things that I spend a lot, a lot of my time thinking about and reading about and trying to understand. Um, right. So, like, there's this amazing book uh, called "On Beauty and Being Just," and it's an academic text about um, about beauty. And so, okay, what's it called? Uh, 
on beauty and then um so on beauty and there's two just two essays in it and um thankfully my copy of it didn't burn in the fire i think i would have been just so devastated to lose that particular it was the first book that i bought i just i mean i've been using that anesthete thing and anesthetic and and the theme of anesthetic was always beauty is a painkiller but it's also it produces pain but it also relieves pain yeah and, for sure and elaine scary that's the person who wrote it elaine scary's on beauty and the second half of that book is on beauty and being wrong which is about how when you first you know when you sometimes you first meet someone and they're not beautiful to you at that time yeah and yeah. you get to yeah. know them and then you you know yeah, and you see that. something that and that's in there. You develop a bond I'm with more them. Beautiful than anybody else. Yeah, totally. And like, I'm, I, I like, I actually I like that. that feeling. I like that feeling a lot better. That's falling in love, know. right? Yeah, totally. That's totally what that's about. And what's the other feeling then? Because I don't want that one. I sort of wish <laughs> I could find an app for that. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, there might just be that for you. I was just talking to my um, my coworker that it's a queer dating app. But more straights should get on it. Or maybe they shouldn't. They'll ruin it. Anyway. So, but, um, I like a good, like a good lesbian <laughs> bar. Yeah. It's called, it's called Lex. And it's like, it's all, it's all gone, goes back to um, text-based personals that you might see in the back of um, magazines and stuff. So you've got a, a, like a heading or log line, and then you've got a blurb for your, um, what your pitch, what you're saying, what you want to meet people for. And I'll show you. And it's really cute. The worst thing is that I'm in Hobart here. Like the last person who posted in this app in Hobart was December last year. <laughs> so, <laughs> Sorry. So, but <laughs> my friend, my friend Anna Anna Piper Scott, um, amazing comic in Melbourne. Uh, she swears by it. Says it's really Melbourne. Fun. So is it about yeah. living in a big city? Probably. Probably, but I'll show you here. It is like, well, maybe you can see it's like everything like the fizzing at the bunghole. Uh, for book recommendations, please. <laughs> I love Which it. Which great. Yeah, is that and but, it, I, I, it's a bit like um. So I shouldn't be negative. I should be. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds great. It sounds. I mean, great. you know, you can about, you can attach you can attach a picture to your profile so people know. Oh, what you're I'm thinking about people. And the kinds of too clever by half wordsmithery people who would just love that. Yeah. You know? And then I realized that there's that kind of education gap. But honestly, I kind of. It but is, I like it a bit more. I think it's like, you know, it's, it's old school. I'm just, <laughs> you know what? Well, I'll, I'll look up, I'll see if I can get it. But you know, it? like my friend has been putting up. Um, what did you say it was called? Lex. L-E-X. Like Lexapro? Yes. <laughs> Lex Luther. Yeah, even. What is um, Lexapro? Is it an antidepressant? I'm not sure. Probably, probably. My friend has been putting together these social meet meetups, which I think are great. They're sort of like... Um, yeah, I definitely uh, need great people. You know, it's a, it's a, mi a mixer, a singles mixer. And it's like you go there and you're single and you meet people and then you exchange phone numbers and stuff like that. I think it's so sweet and pretty cool. I need, like, I need an app that explains I like falling in love with girls, but then I will blush and stammer and not actually want to go go to bed because I realise <laughs> right. that 
the part of me that loves them is is I want to be loved like that. You know, I don't. Want <laughs> right, to be, right, right. You know, it's um, yeah. So I'm looking. I'm looking for. Um, I'm looking for my my bitch. Chloe, I don't know what I want. I don't know what I would accept, even if it got offered to me on a plate. <laughs> right. It's the, yeah, it's the permanent de- queer dilemma. <laughs> queer dilemma. I actually think it's a. It's yeah. a, Well, no, it's the. It's a clue. Oh, it's the, I'm, I'm gonna. I'm gonna Jane Campion that one out of here. I don't mean to say that. <laughs> I think that's relevant for all people. Is what I wanted to say. Yeah. There. Exactly, exactly. Queer or not, it doesn't matter. We're all looking. I'm very We're all, We all, we all want to be someone's right. bitch, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I'm so pleased to find the other thirsty old ladies in the BTS fandom. They are hilarious. Oh, really? <laughs> you found your tribe? Someone made a little video of this moment in the, because they've just done this big concert series. They did these live-streamed concerts and blah, 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 blah. Anyway, there's this moment in one of the concerts where... Jimin does this moving back and this slapping, slapping, slapping. And someone has actually superimposed them backing up so that he's slapping. <laughs> That's so cute. Wow. And it's like, you know, there are jokes, like if there's a picture of one of the boys from, from down low or looking down, there will be a tweet that says this is what he will look like when and you go oh my god you're right they're all thirsty yeah okay and there's (laughs) there's an image which i loved which is of a stan starter pack and it is bts branded knee pads (laughs) (laughs) wow where did you find this group was it on reddit or something or i have gradually curated an exceptional group of people on twitter who are (laughs) so lovely and funny and just gravitated towards each other it's like a yeah a a disco call do you like stand on the stand on now i i know they're my they're my moots (laughs) 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 and actually it was really funny because this lovely um person that i follow on twitter meredith she she's a trans person and she's got this lovely partner and I'd really love to have her on the show. She's a gorgeous voice. I really like listening to her speaking. And um, she said, she was saying, do any of you have Twitter crushes? And I suddenly decided that now was the time to reveal myself. And I said, yes, I have a lovely crush on one of my BTS tweet friends. And she wrote back with this, "Ah!" and I have (laughs) my back at you. (laughs) Awesome. So your crush was on her, is that right? Yeah. So my crush oh, awesome. in this adorable so my my crush is on this BTS fan, lovely girl whose username just cracked me up. But for some reason I I wanted to tell I wanted to tell Meredith and then we've all ended up on Meredith's thread. So my 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 crush <laughs> if that was your question, my crush actually wasn't on Meredith, but I do like her. Okay. I, I yeah, okay. Yeah, sure. Interesting and I'm attracted to her character. Yeah. Um, but it was more just sort of like, I'm going to tell everyone that actually my moot is a bit of a um, favourite moot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. 
All right, I am so out of the loop. I'm such a dinosaur. What moot are you talking about? What is oh, a moot? No. So, a moot, uh, so, oh, my God, I've had to learn all this lingo on Twitter. Yeah. So a moot is a mutual. So that means that you follow them and they follow you back and you follow each other. <laughs> right. So it's not, it's not okay. Moot. It's like, yeah. so it'll, like, there'll be a cry that goes up and say, where my moot's at? You know, and it'll be like, <laughs> you get in there and it's like, <laughs> it'll be like, That's hilarious. Is it spelled M U T or M W O T? M W O T. It's yeah, right. <laughs> and, um, yeah, and there's a in high school. In high school, that was a totally different word back then. But um, <laughs> mut <laughs> was a. Um, are you familiar with the word mut? I'm thinking munted. No, mut is a word for vagina. <laughs> terrible. So, so, so bogany. Or vulva, I should say. But yeah, we used to. Was it? Um, what's the <laughs> I bumpers? Heard they're what's... about to release the first electric Volvo. No, they're not really. It's a Volvo. <laughs> <laughs> was it? Um, there's the. My friend has a stand-up routine about um, the word "mut," uh, and like it's really good. He's not one of. He's not a terrible comic, comic by any chance. But there's a. Um, bumper sticker that he saw that like it was on the back of a truck and it said diesel soot gets the moot <laughs> and um that we'll just cut this bit out <laughs> it makes me feel like i've got exhaust soot in my bits that's not nice. <laughs> yeah it's kind of crass it's kind of crass you just have to be there let's just boop let's just cut that bit out <laughs> shall we move on Yes. Janelle, call my call my manager. <laughs> yes. Bring in the Editron three thousand. <laughs> Strap yourselves in. We will be cutting. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Exactly. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Gosh, it's lovely yeah. to talk to you. I yeah, love it's that. great. I'm glad that we're talking. I kind of I actually with I'm I'm still full to the brim with Laxer. I didn't know whether I had the energy for it either, but I'm here now and enjoying it. So it's really good. I'm digesting was, it with myself. That's not that a good You know what? Kevin would have gone, ah! <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love doing shows with Kevin because he does sort of like that Mary Poppins thing. He said, are you Mary Poppins? And I was like, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Bad boy. What's that? Bad boy. What are you going to do when they <laughs> I ca- I gotcha. I gotcha. Kevin, you yeah. never said anything about you. No, said, nothing about moving to Sydney at all. <laughs> I'm realising now yeah. why having having the screen on would be far too distracting. You know, when you make jokes and I watch myself, I think I'm, I, I like to watch my own performance. And actually, you know, that's a funny thing. I watch my own performance because I don't want to hate myself, not because I love myself. Yeah. So much that I never find fault with. I will constantly finding fault with, you know, getting. Well, that's the thing is often I can't bear to look at myself in Zoom meetings. Like I had a Zoom meeting with my producer yesterday. I just turned my view off. I couldn't bear to look at myself. This makes me feel a bit depressed. (laughs) I've got my. I've I've broken my nose or something. (laughs) You've broken your nose. Well, I worry that, you know, I have forgotten that I've got my camera on and I've, you know, really tried to get something out of my way with some enthusiasm. And I think, you know, sometimes I think, oh, my God, like this is worse than someone seeing you, you know, doing that in your car and telling everyone. 
Like, <gasps> yeah, right. Just for some reason. Or maybe you're right. I've never thought about it like that. Oh, it's no. You know, everybody does it, but you're not allowed to talk about it. I don't know. Because apparently, like, you have beautification effects on Zoom. That sounds <laughs> does make Does those make you choke on your drink? <laughs> well, I've got them on now. Can't you tell? I'm imagining... <laughs> what that would make you look like it would be like i'll show you i'll turn it down <laughs> i'm back in edinburgh there you go i'm back in edinburgh oh that was so it's cool. normal now so amazing what technology can do <laughs> uh there's you know there's a new um app that will that will do your makeup and and i was just looking at it thinking this is horrifying like and this is the same yeah. with dating apps isn't it it's like we're not we're not we're not prepared or in any way allowing for the possibility of being attracted to a real person yeah i know it's so weird isn't it it's and it's a, but it's so it's so shallow it's like i mean i admit that there are people that aren't my type and there are people that i'm attracted it's to and not attracted to but you know and i kind of struggled to swipe right on a blank profile <laughs> but at the same time the whole situation is so depressing well, Cyrano de Bergerac was onto something because, like, what are you supposed to do at that moment in the film where you realise you've been in love with someone and they don't look like you thought they did? You know? Yeah, right. Yeah. There's an amazing book called Butter, which I bought because Butter, with the BTS track, was coming out and I saw this book called Butter and I thought, ha, ha, that's funny, I'll buy it. So I bought it and I read it. <laughs> yeah, right. And it was actually yeah. a really interesting story about... Um, this boy who, who gets teased, he's really quite, um, overweight and, uh, yeah. and his nickname at school is Butter and he's, you know, he's got a crush on a girl and he sort of starts talking to her and, yeah. you know, it's like, but then that comes, that I think comes back really, really relevantly to the idea of the con artist like Anna Delvey, like at what point mm. is a, and this is what I wanted to ask you. So if if gender is a performance and right. all forms yeah. of identity are a performance, it has to be iterated, it's um, you know, culture is produced in the moment, is wealth a form of performance and is the only thing that she's guilty of performing wealth before she has it? Is she faking it till she makes it? Or yeah, she- right. Oh, that's really interesting. That's such wow, that's incredibly interesting, isn't it? Because yeah. So I was thinking about that. Did you see the Tinder Swindler? Like, I did. Yep, I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It's very similar as well. Oh, and like, there's another know. fantastic series on um, Disney Plus too called The Con, which is oh, right. a, okay. con, a money con, an identity con. It's really interesting. Yeah, so I've been thinking a lot. Yeah, sure. Because yeah, it's interesting. It's like, you know, um, if you have a friend and you and your friend – uh, get along really well and you borrow money from that friend and you can't pay the money back. I mean, have you committed a crime? You know, <laughs> that's the other thing, right? I mean, you know, like uh, that character in, in Vending Anna, it's like um, she's charming, friendly. She's in love with some of these people. Like she's, but she's also, you know, um, showing off how connected and how, how much value she has to everybody, but she gets large amounts of money from them. But, you know, like... It's, it gets it, more complicated the more you watch it too. It's like... Yeah, right. It's, yeah. It's, it's, and, and actually it gets, it gets very culturally interesting because it relates directly to 
Russian oligarchy and money that happened yeah, right. the moment that Putin was elected as president yeah. in Russia is, a, is yeah. a pivot point in this story. And you just go, yeah. holy crap. I mean, obviously, oh, my God. So the, the tweet, the you know, the joke, we're all a little bit in love with Vladimir Zelensky. He followed me back on Twitter. I was so excited. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> uh, but That's I realized cool. he was just following everybody back. He was like, join yeah. me, follow me, you know. And there's this amazing thing that's just come out today that, well, I saw it today, um, and it's Arnold Schwarzenegger's direct-to-camera message to the Russian people. And oh, wow. Yeah. It's really magic. It's like he's explaining why, how he is connected to Russia, like who this is bodybuilder that he met when he was a kid and he admired him and his dad who was German or Austrian said, you can't have a Russian person up on your wall. You need a German hero or an Austrian yeah. hero. And Arnold was right. like, no, this guy's a nice guy. And, and then Arnold made this film, the red something or other. And it was the first time they had a film crew in red square. And it's like, wow. Yeah. Wow. And it's nothing simple, but Vladimir Putin's obviously making a grab for power. He's promised everybody. Yeah. And, and in that sense, how is Vladimir Putin not a massive con man? Yeah, for sure. Him. Absolutely. But he, uh, people have obviously been lying to him about the capabilities of, of the Russian army, how prepared they were, because they weren't. And yeah. They, and horribly badly for him and i heard all these stories about the russian army like from a friend of mine and it's so weird because you gotta you kind of you kind of have to learn all this stuff yourself and you're not sure um how on earth like um well you need you need to take everything with a grain of salt but it sounds so frightening that apparently there were these russian soldiers russian soldiers that were just said oh you're on a you're on a training exercise yeah, yeah. so go to Russia and like we're on a training exercise. And then when the Ukrainians took them hostage or prisoner and, you know, um, they're like, we didn't know. We had no idea, you know. That's like, mentioned by Arnold in the video. Yeah, right. I mean, how horrific. I mean, Putin's nearly 70 or something like that, not to be ageist, but I mean, it sounds like he's reached that point where he's been in power for so long. He's probably just like just going a bit stir crazy <laughs> yeah, maybe it's maybe he's like one of the last batsmen on the team and they're really bowlers and so they bat like nobody cares like shane warne rest in peace yeah, right. yeah, right. i love watching shane warne bat because it meant that the the match was in the dying moments and shane would often warney would come in and he like and i'm not by no means a worn fan i don't like the tan i'm not a fan of elizabeth hurley or anything connected to her i don't like people who leave their first nice australian blonde wife for a thin but anyway so you know and he would go in and uh, whack, 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 and get lots of sixes and then get out because he's taking unnecessary risks but yeah but, yeah for sure yeah sorry but yeah he's obviously just it's just that tyrannical kind of like i've been in power for 20 years no one's i'm, I'm gonna be in this till, position till i die but you know i've never like he, there, there becomes a part of when you're in power for so long and it's almost like well shouldn't isn't the healthier thing to give that power to somebody else well, most of the systems <laughs> are set up but that power gets taken away like you like in america you can't do more than two terms in australia there's a yeah yeah there. and what 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 i think the big red flag that goes up and should warn everybody that this is not heading in the right direction is when a person who is in power changes the legislation about the election or the you know 
the rule yeah. that they can stay in power for longer. And Putin did that 10 years ago at least. He changed yeah, yeah. the constitution or he did something, passed the law, yeah. that, and Trump was trying to do the same thing in America. He was trying. Yeah, exactly. And if he had got that second term, which then yeah. he didn't, he would have tried to manipulate the system to install him as a president. Oh, oh he was totally about to do that. Yeah. Totally. I mean, I've been catching up on all these um, Facebook memories from four years ago when, like, Trump got into power, and it's just so, so naive. But before he, before he took power, I was like, just, oh, look at this fuckwit. <laughs> but I remember how horrific that four years was a nail biter. I remember yeah, that. And the yeah. fact that the fact that he's not in the zeitgeist anymore is such a relief. Like, no, he's... But the fact that he's not in prison is really alarming. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, absolutely. I, mean, I know they're working on the case and, you know, that there's been subpoenas issued and they're definitely gearing up. But if they don't get that case started whoosh, before the next election cycle... He's yeah, totally. Yeah, it's bad news. Bad news. <laughs> and unless yeah. Rupert Murdoch dies of a heart attack, we can only hope in between now and then, because then that empire that supports Trump and all of these, you know, sickos, Clive Palmer, yeah. Gina Reinhardt, all of the billionaires, Putin, like yeah. it's Murdoch behind them all, making it possible for their lies to get around the world in record time and have punished yeah, for sure. Carlson and Peter Credlin and... Richard Wilkins. Who? Richard. Richard. <laughs> Just threw him in there for good measure. Roman Bishop's it, daughter was one of the entertainment reporters on that same network. That's Angela Bishop. Different. Angela Bishop. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> 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 Bingers, if you're listening, don't. <laughs> Bingers has a visceral, visceral phobia of vomiting. So. Oh, don't listen to us then. And <laughs> yes, don't, don't Google Nancy Reagan throat goat. <laughs> yeah, that's a different type of thing. But um, that's yeah. <laughs> that was from that episode. We we recorded some stuff about throat goat. But then it got cut because I was actually in a really bad place and we didn't put the episode up and it was about the, the, the goats. <laughs> I was Googling for um, – because I was thinking what would happen if the algorithm took all of my Google search as oh, I like this, I'm prepared to buy it, I'm, I'm into it. And uh, I was Googling – one minute I was, you know, Googling for, I don't know, suspender belts or whatever. I like that kind of stuff. Yeah, and sure. And I have a drawer full of it that I never wear. Um, but, and then I was Googling for pictures of baby goats and I was thinking one of these days Facebook ad or Instagram ad is going to come up for goats in bondage. <laughs> yeah, right. Yes, right. That's when you really wish you'd put private search on. Exactly, exactly. Isn't it weird? It's like, you know, there's always that strange... Like friends of mine were talking about how they set up a new account for their podcast, and um, the, you know the early days of their um, profile, the podcast had no algorithm for Facebook to latch onto, and they just kept voting, like just being just totally gobsmacked about the stuff that would just throw up at them, like <laughs> trying to catch them. Like you know, it's like bikini babes, uh, you know. 
um, quiet mum's group. And <laughs> when my son started started looking things up on my YouTube, I was signed in as me, and so like my algorithm got so confused. It was kind of beautiful to watch it fracture and freak out. And, you know, <laughs> yeah, right. And yeah. I keep and, getting um, all these Minecraft Minecraft videos all yeah, the time. Yeah, <laughs> like, like, no. Fortnite, Huggy Wuggy, all of that, all of that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Five Nights at Freddy's. But actually, that does remind mm. me of one thing I did want to put you onto, and and maybe we'll I'll sort of we'll head we'll head for Goodnight Australia. And by the way, I thought Brooks was such a sport signing off with Goodnight Australia. That was, so yeah, that was so thank good. you for doing that. So we need just, to we need to send him a clip from Johnny Young's talent team. We have to, yes. Actually and, uh, I should probably also quickly point out and thank um Matthew Bingley for um fixing the links. Um we put some links oh, up yes, yes. in the book. Um and they the link the links weren't working in originally and Matthew tested them and they are now correct. So if you'd yeah, like yeah. to um like to look look into it. I mean, he's really he's, he's a he's a great guy, and we loved him and blah blah blah. But that's what <laughs> yeah. This is like so. I don't know if you know this, and maybe right. the person hasn't sent it to you. But new kids on the block have a new music video. Holy crap! I didn't know that. I think wow. you might need to search for it and watch it immediately. <laughs> okay, no worries. So I'll do this now. Am I watching it while I'm talking to you? I'll watch right? it while you're talking to me because oh, like, okay. what you'll do is you'll save it to watch later, uh, but at least watch a little bit of it. So you're, um, it's hilarious. It's brilliant and hilarious. Oh, and it's not just New Kids on the Blog. Salt and Pepper are in this too. Oh, my goodness. All right, so New Kids on the Block, N-K-O-T-B. What's the new song called? Do we know? Surely it will come up, right? Yeah, hang on. They look older, put it that way. And one of them looks like uh, he's in Spinal Tap. Oh, bring back the time, feature salt and pepper. <laughs> put that and... on, right? Put it on right now. I'm listening to it right now. Hang on. I'm jealous. Hang on, wait on, wait on, wait on, wait on. Wait, what are we doing? Oh. <laughs> sorry. Oh, no, sorry, you've disabled sharing. We can't watch it together. Okay, sorry. Oh, no, no, I can't. I probably don't have that. But, yeah, no, I've seen it, but you've All got right. to. I'll watch it in your glasses. Okay. Oh my god. Bring back the time. <laughs> <laughs> Chloe's watching the new kids on the block video, so this this bit will probably be edited out of the podcast, but I'm <laughs> watching watching her face. Oh my god, Devo. <laughs> right? Fantastic. Oh fantastic. Oh talking hits. Oh, this is great. Oh, that's Rick Astley. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so good. <laughs> Twisted Sister. Oh, this is amazing, all these music videos. Isn't it gorgeous? Oh, this is great. I won't make, <laughs> I, I'm assuming that you, you'll, you'll definitely oh, want to watch the whole thing. All right, well, I made it up to the Billy Idol bit. <laughs> but I can actually... Have it. Hang on. When New Kids on the Block were, I'll put it in. I'll put it in the corner while I'm talking to you. New Kids on the Block and Bon Jovi were my big sort of you know secondary school loves. Oh, really? Great. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely. And the and there was this really lovely moment. I think it was at the Grammys or it was at a at an award ceremony recently. And um, 
all of the members of New Kids on the Block were in a photo with all of the members of BTS, and I absolutely lost my shit. I was so excited. <laughs> Fantastic. And I I've got it in the corner. I've got it in the playing in the corner. I can keep watching it while we're talking. <laughs> well, we'll sign off when you finish watching it and recommend people to watch yeah, it. Yeah. You might think you don't like New Kids on the Block, but believe me, you do. Oh, no, I, you know, I've actually got um, the right stuff on. You oh, know, okay. like people, <laughs> yeah. you know, it's The like, listener, our dear listener, yeah. Yeah, dear listener, if you, if you um, think you've grown out of New Kids on the Block, definitely go watch it. Like, I just, yeah. I love the idea that even these really popular acts are also fans of other acts. You know, the idea yeah. that, that New Kids on the Block could be fans of Devo, could be fans of... Talking heads, it's just it's love. Yeah. Do you know what's really weird though? This is totally like a kind of Max Headroom, and there's um yeah okay Tony Basil, but it's, it's totally like you know if this was done when we were kids, it would have all been like characters from the fifties or something. <laughs> this is retro to lots of kids. This is like uh, the olden days. <laughs> no, but it's the stuff we grew up with. You feel like you're watching? Yeah, I know. Now. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, my God, it's beat it and eat it at the same time. <laughs> Aren't they making a film about Weird Al Yankovic? Yeah, with um, I see that. Daniel Radcliffe as Weird Al Yankovic. Daniel Radcliffe is, plays the villain in the new Sandra Bullock movie. Oh, oh no, no way. Sandra Bullock's in it. She was on Colbert and anyway, yeah. Yeah. Well, shall we shall we wrap this up in a, in a haze? Sure. Of, um, yeah. all, the video is pretty much all finished now, anyway. But you see why I had to get you to watch it. Oh yeah, that was amazing. That was amazing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I'm totally stoked. That's great. <laughs> I look forward to you sharing that with uh, with a wider audience than I can reach. <laughs> of course. <laughs> and awesome, awesome. Well, this has been great, and it really, it was actually ended up being a good chat. It was I- really cool. Yeah, agreed. I'm overheating yeah. now because I need to put the fan on and I'm going to go and keep watching Inventing Anna until there is none left. Inventing it, Anna is, is the chocolate pudding in the fridge at the moment. Yeah. Oh, brilliant. I've got, um, I've got a show tonight, but um, tomorrow there's a record fair on and tomorrow I don't have to be out of bed until whenever I choose. <laughs> so I'm making the most of the Saturdays at the moment, which is great. Well, I think that's got to be your happy place, right? A record fair? Yeah, yeah, and a sleep in. It's going to be pretty fucking good. Oh, <laughs> Many blessings in your way. Yeah, big, big love <laughs> to you, and you know, I'll miss you tomorrow. I'll <laughs> good night, Australia. <laughs> <laughs> now, good, good night, Australia. Maybe. And scene. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. <laughs> I love you too. <laughs>